Well, welcome to Leader Game Studio Cast. I'm Clay, and today we're talking about Vast the Mysterious Manor. I'm joined by Patrick Leader, founder of Leader Games, and he's also the designer of Vast the Mysterious Manor. So, Patrick, I just want to start off by asking kind of that broad question, what is Mysterious Manor? So, Vast and Mysterious Manor is a follow-up to our, um, uh, I guess, our first studio game, Vast the Crystal Caverns. A bit of a reimagining of uh, the Crystal Caverns, um, and mm-hmm. uh, it's like a new scenario. And so, the, the players are, are thrown into a new situation. There's a new hero, and there's a new monster, and there's a new horde of enemies. So, there's a paladin uh, entering the Mysterious Manor, and he is hunting a spider, and that sounds cool. The skeletons are hunting the paladin, and those are all played by different people. The the paladin, the skeletons, the spider, and the manor are all played by different players. In addition, they are joined by an enchanter who's trying to control their minds. And uh-huh. as an added bonus, it is mostly compatible with uh, previous uh, the previous Vassar Crystal Caverns. Crystal Caverns, yep. yeah, with some rule adjustments. Yeah, so it sounds like you'll be able to take a role from Mysterious Manor and actually play it in Crystal Caverns. Absolutely, and in Crystal Caverns, back in the Mysterious Manor. The main, uh, the main advantage of Mysterious Manor, I would say, uh, if, uh, if you're an experienced person or if you played the Crystal Caverns and you thought, well, that wasn't for me, but that's a cool idea, is we, that's, what we, that's what we started with. We, sure. we said, it's a cool idea, but how do we get, how do we get people better engaged with it? And um, the the rules are considerably less uh, in mysterious right. manner. There's a lot less exceptions. We learned a lot about usability from designing the Crystal Caverns and from Root, and from our editor Josh Yearsley. So we, we spent a lot more time focused on we spent a lot of time focused on usability and how to learn that first game and how to learn to play it over. Yeah. Uh, having a very stylish game to play. How to so. make it kind of streamlined and for new players to get playing right away and Absolutely. jump into that yeah. experience. Yeah. yeah. And and still ratchet up the, the interaction between the players. And I, I think we succeeded. So if if you hear someone say, Well, hey, Mysterious Manor is an asymmetric game, what does that even mean? Uh in in Vast case it means that the characters are um, each each role has a different way way of playing mm-hmm. so the paladin is playing kind of a action placement game and the skeletons are playing kind of a straight up board game with the paladin and the spider is playing a hand management game mm-hmm. so they're all playing sorts of different they're all playing by different rules they also have different victory conditions they're not trying to do the same things right. the paladin wins if the paladin kills the spider the skeletons win if they kill the paladin the spider wins if they escape and the manor wins by sealing all the players in. Yeah. So you have different. So you're not going you're for the same to thing. Those different goals. Yeah. 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 And and to block each other, there's a lot of. Um, it, it's different. Like it's you have to you have to learn how to how to block the other roles. So. Mm-hmm. So Patrick, when you you know when Crystal Caverns came out, obviously it was a great success initially. Mm-hmm. And take me back to your thoughts of. You know, obviously, when it was a success initially, you're like, "Oh, you probably thought I could expand this." What were like your first thoughts to expand Crystal Cavern? Like, how did how did Manor kind of evolve into this first expansion? Sure, yeah. Um, so there, there's a couple, there's a couple approaches I took um, at the time when Crystal Caverns was coming out and it was it was doing well. I thought it was going to be big at the time, and it wasn't big yet. <laughs> 
And yet it did end up being a good seller for us, and we've, we've sold a fair number of them. So that, that worked out. And it was about the time I had a lot of discussions with other designers and some publishers about whether to make an expansion that deepens the game or whether mm-hmm. to make an expansion that widens the game. Like, sure. And so I designed an expansion with both in mind. I designed uh, Vast the Frozen Fear originally. <clears throat> started out as a... a as an alternate teach role in the Crystal Caverns, and so then they, they would just mix into the Crystal Caverns. Um, sure. And that may have been easier to design, as it turns out. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know for sure. Hindsight, <laughs> hindsight's a lot. And then the, the other approach then was just to design something completely new with the same rules, and that fits in the same world, um, so kind of with things. So if you compare, like, Small World, if you look at Small World and you say, here's an expansion with more races for Small World, mm-hmm. I would say that adds depth to it. Even if yes. even if it doesn't have depth of gameplay necessarily because it's how small world plays, but there's also small world um, underground, I believe it's called, mm-hmm. and yep. and that's completely they exist side by side, and if you know how to play small world, you'll get in the underground very easily, and there are ways to combine them, um, and that's that's kind of what I think about uh, vast and mysterious manner when I designed it. Both are still out there. The frozen fear, I once I saw how much. Um, less effort it would be to design mysterious manner i i took the uh, frozen fear and i worked it into its own standalone uh, sure. expansion also well i have to say patrick one of the cool things about leader games is the the player interaction i mean most of our games there's a lot of player action going on during the game mm-hmm. and when it comes to mysterious manner what would you say drives that player interaction cole and nick took over the design for development uh, during the summer and mm-hmm. I think one of the things that they focused on was the pieces uh, now block each other quite a bit, and, sure. and so that that there's a lot of interaction built into how how like when to block the other players, and for instance, and then there are more direct forms of interaction like the spider. If the spider wants to keep the paladin from dying by the hands of the skeleton because the spider would lose the game, then the spider can the spider can consume the skeletons to to slow down the skeleton's pursuit of the paladin. Yeah. So there's, 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 there are those sorts of moments. That's a fine line, though, because you have to be careful about when you're designing a game like Vast, if it was too good, if it was too easy for the spider to consume all the skeletons every turn, then it wouldn't be very fun to play the skeletons. So <laughs> right. the, way the, the way the skeletons work is that they respawn kind of randomly. And so... When you do eat a skeleton, there's a chance that they will come back in a useful spot, and there's a chance they'll come back in a less useful spot. Yeah, and so that's that's kind of like one interaction that, that drives the the game. So, and the spider player does actually benefit. It's not just about blood. Yeah, they yeah, gain definitely. A little yep. bit from it. Too. They gain a little bit of yeah. paradoxically, they gain a little bit of blood from eating skeletons. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, <clears throat> well, I understand that one of the players can actually take on the role and play the manner itself. Yes. What is that like? So the manor uh, controls, there's a, a piece called the wraith that flies around inside of the manor. Uh-huh. And the manor can rearrange the tiles. It can reveal tiles. The, the map is, the mysterious manor is made out of a, a set of tiles that rest on a board that has a, a prescribed shape. One big difference from Crystal Caverns. Mm-hmm. And the, the manor can manipulate how the, um, they can swap tiles around, they can rotate tiles, they can shift tiles around. They can reveal tiles. They can move the wraith themselves. Um, there are poltergeists that spawn on the map that they can manipulate. 
And so the what the Wraith is trying to do then is create routes on cards um, that sit next to the board. And so they're trying to create these routes that the Wraith can move, walk through. Uh-huh. And every time the Wraith does that, they score points. When the Wraith has scored enough, they're called seals. And when the Wraith has enough seals, uh, all the other players are trapped inside the manor for eternity. That sounds... Well, so what you're saying basically is the manor player haunts the manor. Basically. The manor player haunts the manor, yeah. And they, it's, they're a lot of fun because you can you can really mess around with the other players in terms of like you put walls down in front of them or you can you can shift them away or, you know, or you can even buff them so you can provide them with treasures and put treasures in their yeah. path to help them. So. so one of the things I love about the manor is you're trying to create this flight path for the wraith. Right. And in the studio, sometimes during our playtesting, we've, we've, we've made some ghost noises as the wraith flies. Through. So <laughs> the wraith will go through and I'll go, Ooh. so Patrick, give us your best ghost sound for the wraith. Oh boy. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> or, <laughs> So uh, we do say that if you uh, don't make the noise, uh, you don't get the points. So uh, that's right. That's a good house rule. House that's a good rule. house rule. Yeah, I think <laughs> everyone should. I guess since it's a studio rule, we could just make it a rule, but uh, we won't do that. Yeah, <clears throat> that sounds that sounds pretty cool. Well, describe the place for the spider. Now, I I really like the spider. Mm-hmm. And what what would you say like the play style of, of the spider is? Uh, well, so the the dragon was a little bit about bar, a little bit about hand management, and you would build um, your cards into sets that could let you do um, things on the board. Um, the spider is uh, a bit they don't they don't have all those powers that the that the dragon has. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the the cards are a little bit more one for one. They still draw cards and they still play them. They get um, fangs, uh, webs, and eyes are the are the are their suits that they can play they're a little bit more direct there's no die rolling to determine what spaces you hit um that being said though the the, the spider is a little bit more concerned about the paladin you have to be running from the paladin mm-hmm. um, basically all the time and still figure out how to score points uh, while you're on the run uh right. there's definitely turns where like the paladin will like go the other direction and ignore you for a turn and then you have a little bit of free time to to work on your agendas yeah the spider uh, has to accumulate 12 terror to escape and to, to get terror, um, she can consume things to get blood, uh, which she can then turn back into um, back into terror. She can put webs down on the board, as, mm-hmm. um, and the webs then allow her to spend cards to gain, to gain more terror. And then she can also lay eggs on the board, and then she can spend her blood instead on herself, she can spend them on the eggs. And that's more efficient. Like you get more terror out of you get. Yes. Uh, I think it's three. Three blood is one terror, um, and it's like five blood becomes two terror. But you can use webs to nest the eggs, which which then mm-hmm. requires less blood, and so it's quite a bit more efficient to get terror out of eggs. Um, the the other the other neat trick about her is that she can transform, and so she yes. can either be a giant spider, and she's very good at attacking while she's the giant spider, um, or she can be. Um, the caster, where she uh, assumes kind of a humanoid spider form that Kyle uh, illustrated so creepily. I love, uh-huh. I love the caster. Um, and then um, then she has more range, so she can do things at range, um, and she can also tend to the eggs while she's the caster. And uh, and then she can also transform into uh, five different... Spiderlings. Five, five spiderlings, yes. Yeah. And the spiderlings... Are all about motion. They can they can ignore walls. They can move through dark tiles just fine. Uh, they move the fastest of all the forms, 
And they can also, if they do, if they play a card, it impacts every space that they're currently in. Yeah. And so then they can web up the board really quickly. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts of the spiders. At the start of your turn, you choose what form you're going to take, whether it's the giant spider, the spiderlings, or the caster. Yeah. And they all have different strengths. And so that's going to be part of the, the joy of discovering the game is is which form will you take each turn? Right, What right. are you trying to do? Yeah, I really like it. And it's like the spiderlings, for instance, can all run to the corners. And um, when you transform back into another form, then you can choose one of the spaces the spiderlings are in. So you can kind of... You can distract your opponents by, by running in different directions, and, and, uh, and then they have to choose. They have to commit to a direction, and then you teleport, basically. So, Patrick, I know that sometimes you, you'll use the term flow, mm-hmm. and I know that's important. What, what would you say creates flow for players during a game of Mysterious Manor? Oh, during Mysterious Manor. So, um, you know, I think my games tend to focus on just a couple ways to approach flow, and... I, like the one like the 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 one I aspire to is kind of a naturalistic design where the mm-hmm. gameplay is so smooth and simple you don't think about the game when you're playing the game and yeah, what um, do you mean by that the... like you don't think about the game's mechanics you just play your turn as naturally as you do walking or yeah. drinking or eating and I you know I'll that's that's what I aspire to like that I don't think um, vaster root are, are, um, they don't induce flow that way. If you want to look at flow from that perspective, I suggest the video game Katamari or Journey or um, the game called Flow uh, or Flower. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll have a good, uh, develop a good flow state for the player. But the other way that, that it works is that you get players so in, in um, you, you develop the story so well that the yeah. players they forget about the mechanics because they're more worried about the they're more engrossed in the, the story they're engrossed in the story right. aspect of of, the, of what's going on and I, I i think compared to other like so vast the crystal caverns vast the mysterious manor are dungeon crawlers they are mm-hmm. about a hero in a dungeon fighting monsters but by giving each player one of the roles in the in that story instead of just having the heroes go and are pragmatically trying to solve a problem and then you switch to a GM or GMless turn, mm-hmm. and then that occurs, and then you switch back to the heroes, over and over. I that can that definitely can uh, develop a sense of flow. But I think with having the other players building all parts of the story, I think it's easier to tell a story. I also tried to. F- I didn't spend a lot of time worried about what the canon setting of Vast was, or what the, yeah. or telling players what the story was with 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 story. I'm allowing the players to discover and build the story on their own. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of, you know, if you talk about writing and you say, um, you know, show, don't tell, I feel that that's, that's, you know, the players are being shown the story yeah. instead of being told the story and, and they get to interact with it in a, in a great way. And so they, that I think you can achieve a state of flow inside of Ast. Yeah. So a big part of it is the players kind of discovering their own story yeah. as they're playing the game. What would you say, you know, what sort of narrative is, is probably going to happen in a game of manner? Like, what's the very basic narrative or story that gets... <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, I've kind of laid it out. It's, it's, you know, the paladin is, is hunting the spider. Um, my friend Michael has said that when he's, when he's playing, um, one of the moments, one of the, like, aha moments of the design was when he was playing the spider early on. He had this moment where he was like, I'm just running and cowering in the corner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe it doesn't feel good. And he's like, no, it's great. 
It's the first time I've played the spider and been like, I'm actually a spider. I'm actually creeping around in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Doing things, hunting. But at the same time, I'm afraid of most of the world. So are there are there miniatures included in the game? Uh, yeah, there, there are miniatures. Um, so when I designed Paths to Crystal Caverns, I didn't, you know, a lot of people said, you need to have miniatures with this game. It would do so much better with miniatures. And it was true. I think if you compare the two Kickstarters, Vast Crystal Caverns without versus with miniatures, yeah. it was a way different story. I don't. I don't think people like it's. If you if you've worked with miniatures, you don't see the extra work involved in in making a miniature successfully. It's it's a bit more art direction. Um, mm-hmm. The illustrator has to do more work to make sure the miniature has you know you can do turnarounds and things like that. Sure. You actually have to work with a sculptor. That takes time. Also, and you have to give them months more lead time to, to get a miniature done. Yeah. Um, and then months more lead time on the manufacturing because they have to make the molds and they have to work, work with that stuff. Sure. So it's easier for people to say this should have miniatures, but uh, it, it probably added about eight months to the project. You know, we, we had to a be, lot happens, we yeah. had to be planning for the miniatures. And so, yeah, I'm glad I was, like, we were able to include miniatures this time and I'm glad we did it and they look great. I, they're phenomenal. I really like how they look. Yeah, we have, uh, in the studio, we actually have some of the miniatures, and we had them painted by Casey Holt. He's a a professional miniatures painter. Local painter, yep. Man, did they look great. Yeah, he did a really good job with them. um, Definitely, when you're at your next game convention, certainly look for the Leader Games booth. Stop by and take a look at these cool miniatures from Mysterious Manor. They are awesome. Yeah, and let's also, you know, let's appreciate this. I took Kyle Farron... It took me to conceive of the game. It took Kyle Farron to do the, um, not conceive, that was David Somerville. Um, but, you know, so to build it and produce it and get it to this point. So, mm-hmm. so there's already two people. Then Kyle Farron had to draw right. the, the miniatures. And then Chad Harbiter had to sculpt, had to sculpt the miniatures. And then Casey had to paint them. So, yeah. so that's five people <laughs> just to get, just to get uh, the vast set of miniatures made. <clears throat> yeah. So if, if we have someone who's basically totally new to leader games. They've never played Vast before. Uh-huh. What do you think they will like about Mysterious Manor? Well, for sure the asymmetry. There is a diff- many different play styles in the same game, and there's like some gaming groups will find, especially, I, I saw a lot of people converting from role-playing games to, to Vast TCC. Or not converting, but but it was a game that they that role-players played enjoyed. as well, yeah. Yeah, and it was because, like I think within a role-playing group, you have a lot of different... You have a couple of different personalities and playing different ways. Like like DMs wanted to play the cave because it's just yeah. a chance to mess with the players without having to worry about balance or sure. or, or story or fun. Uh, it's fun, but it's different. It's it's mean instead of they can, they're allowed to to they're allowed to win, whereas the DM can't win. And and so I, I saw a lot of people enjoying that that moment. Um, so I think that's you know. It, what's what's going to appeal to about about Mysterious Manor and Crystal Caverns is that a group can pick it up and a lot of people can get something different out of it and still enjoy the same game at the same time. Absolutely. So, yep. Yep. And and the other thing is the game just has so much replay value. It is. It's you know I my favorite role right now is probably the spider. Yeah. And I love playing the spider. And when I've gotten the chance to play a couple of the other roles, that's just my mind is blowing. I'm just like, whoa! There's all these new strategies <laughs> that I can try now. <laughs> Um, that's amazing. I don't have a favorite in the in mysterious manner yet. I've I've really um, sure. I've really enjoyed playing everything. I enjoy the chainer quite a bit, which I haven't really talked about much. Um, kind of want that to be a surprise when people get to the box. Um, but the other the other uh, 
the other roles. I mean, it's like the manner you get to build your you get to build your little your strategy, your your portent strategy, uh-huh. and and I and I like I like how that that flows together. And uh, you know, I like the paladin because I always like playing the heroic character in, in most yeah. role playing games. And uh, the skeletons are fun because you just get this like crazy like. Uh, how am I, you know, how am I, cool how, am I gonna, how am I going to get the hit this turn? Yeah, you do get the gear. I forgot. You you know, cool I forgot that that's secret. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> um, I've been in development so long, but um, so you do have that aha moment of like, oh, I'm going to play this gear this turn, and then everyone's like, oh, uh, I guess you're going to get hit. So, and you know, the spider too. Um, you know, for the, for the reasons you like. So, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Patrick, uh, it's been great talking with you. We'll probably wrap up this interview. Look for Vast the Mysterious Manor. It's going to release in 2019. Mm-hmm. And Leader Games will be at uh, Origins, will be at Gen Con. Uh, so if you're at some of those game conventions, stop by next year in 2019 and check out Vast the Mysterious Manor. 